0: Hey everybody, this is Nerds in Cars talking cards. This is Park Cofield. John Sexton.
1: Justin Covey! Kirisak Dolan.
0: And Viper the dog.
2: Woof woof.
0: Woof woof. We're in a 2014 Toyota Prius. 90 miles, no, 99 miles away from Detroit.
1: Our ultimate destination.
0: Our ultimate destination. Oh, no, no, we got a little bit of rain, a jug of cold brew. And still, a
3: lot of conversations of yeah. magic to go. I just, uh, I just took so a swig out of a, a growler of cold brew uh, on on the road. So,
1: Pirate's style. Yeah, we're yeah.
3: staying, we're staying awake. We're gonna get there safe.
0: So, this episode uh, is a question I have for the rest of the car. Uh, I want to know how you play test oh, yeah. uh, some practical tips for honing your deck, um, mocking it up. Um, how do you make those final? Uh, card choices. Um, I suppose we could potentially even talk about sideboard. Maybe that takes us on a different tangent. But yeah, I want to talk about how do you play test? How do you how do you do? You start on paper? Do you start by laying your cards out on the table?
1: Well, let's see. Let's start the conversation with the first step, like getting finding that brew in mind. Like Justin does a lot of research. He kind of comes up with with like a I don't know, depending on the catalyst or what he's been inspired by lately, what colors he wants to play, I feel like, Justin, and you, start by doing research, checking out other people's brews, watching videos. What else is your process? Yeah,
2: I watch a lot of the, like... I watch a lot of whatever video, you know, with tournaments and things that people are playing, and I look, you know, I, I'll net deck like a motherfucker. I'll look through all that stuff. i look through all the pictures of the decks and try and figure out what looks cool, like... Yeah, John had said that sometimes He'll just like Look through deck photos When he's trying to like Chill out at night Cause they're like They, they're, they look cool
3: And Yeah I, I like to scroll through them When I Before I fall asleep And, and Yeah they're beautiful Old school deck photos Are beautiful Yeah I, I, I
2: think I do the same thing I think I just like I just sort of flip through all that stuff and, and if something Catches my eye Then I You know I start to account For like what I own Versus what I don't own Yeah And What I would be willing to buy And what I wouldn't And then start making, you know, making making a deck in my head. Sometimes I got on the idea of, uh, of playing Merfolk Assassin and and then I got that led to, for whatever reason, I just thought the art was really cool and obviously like Merfolk Assassin, War Barge and, you know, that's like a thing, right? And, um, but then I started thinking about how, like, why not make like a black and blue Assassin's deck and run Royal Assassins and Merfolk Assassins and Icy's and War Barges and and phantasmal terrains and like I just like I just went like whoa, way out yeah. that way and started like pricing out all the stuff I didn't have in Card Kingdom and TCG and, and then I had to like put the brakes on, you know, and I'm like, this is not gonna be a good deck. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it sounded fucking cool, right? Like yeah. you know, the Assassin's deck. Yeah. And so, with all these badass clones, fuck it, you know.
0: So you start sort of building and pricing and figuring out what you have to add. Yeah. Uh, but before laying it out, as opposed to laying a bunch of stuff out and then um, making it work with, with what you've got, you before you commit to a deck, you're, you're doing a little more head thinking first. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. I, I build,
2: I'll i build a deck in my head or out loud. Like, her and I will sometimes, if we're on a long drive or and yeah, we'll she's busy trying to do something and I'm distracting the shit out of her by talking about Yeah, it. he'll
1: yeah. just talk and I'll just
3: you know i'll respond yeah Yeah. (laughs) sounds great
1: honey
3: yeah 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 Yeah. four royal assassins four clones sounds great and then he
1: shows up with his merfolk assassin deck and i'm like oh you spent money on that huh
0: (laughs) john you have a a, quite a catalog of deck uh, photos uh, saved to albums in your phone you shared me a Shared with me a, an album of all mono black builds that you would save from across the internet.
3: I think there were 90 decks in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. it, it was a lot. Uh, so I, I don't have them organized into albums, except for if I need to share them. Uh, with like with you, I made a, an album of mono black, and Justin, I think we were talking about troll disco for a while, so yeah. I sent you like 50 troll disco lists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I just I love looking at the deck photos. I mean, like it's fun it's relaxing you get some good ideas and um, you know whenever I come across one that I like it's I'm usually looking at them on my phone so it's very easy to just save the image uh-huh. you know so you just hold your finger and save image and so if you scroll you scroll through my my photo album on my phone it's like half baby and half old school magic decks <laughs> and yeah. so I always have to be like self-conscious whenever I'm trying to show someone pictures of my baby because I'm like flip through like, a bunch of deck picks to find the, the good baby pick.
2: That's such, such, such an amazing years. connotation I there. know, I know, I know. So,
3: like, I, okay, I, I probably do need to organize them better, because right now I just save them as I find them. Um, but I like to, I do the same thing. I, I look at them for research, I look at them for reference, uh, you know, are there any interesting cards that are being played uh, in this, you know, whatever kind of deck I'm interested in that I might need to buy. Because it does, you know, like we talked about budget a few minutes ago, um... <laughs> In our last episode, (laughs) you know, like there are some there are some (laughs) decks that if you want to play them, you have to spend a lot. Like Reanimator has a lot of highly specialized cards that are basically only good in that deck. Yeah, Um, Eureka was the same thing for me, and I, uh, you know, I decided to go ahead and do it. um, And I, you know, I've since converted those cards into other things. But uh, yeah, I was like, okay, this is going to be like a big project to get the cards for Eureka, but it's cool enough and fun enough, I want to try it. Um, and then other times I'll flip through things and be like, well, that looks good, but I'm not going to go there, yeah. you know, purchase-wise. So I'll save some photos. I'll generally, like, pick out, you know, three or four that I that I think are the closest to what I want to do and try to gather up all those cards so that I can, can be flexible with what I actually decide on. Um, and then I'll just lay out the deck, and uh, I try to get the mana right, even though I often don't. But uh, there are some good articles about this from the you know, wider magic world. Um, specifically, Frank Karsten writes, uh, writes a lot of statistical articles for Channel Fireball. And so he's got a couple of, of, of like really well-written, well-researched mathematical articles about how many lands you need to be able to hit your land drops on a given turn, and then how many colored mana sources of a given color you need to, in order to be able to spend, uh, cast your spells on time, and you know those, those are relevant to old school just as much as they are any other format. So, definitely recommend looking at those if you're trying to brew something yourself. Um, make sh- make sure that you get your mana right, and when you're play testing, make sure that you're considering not just like you know do I need more disenchants or you know or uh dark rituals or hypnotic specters or whatever you know it's like do i need more swamps do i need more islands because um, a lot of times the things that make a deck work or not work is not necessarily the individual card choices it's the mana base and you know justin we went through this the other day yeah. and it was a good example of us actually testing something uh and then breaking the whole deck apart and looking at it counting up the mana sources and, and making sure that uh, you know, basically seeing what do we need to do to fix this and you know, what was that like for you? Had you done anything like that before or?
2: I mean I, I had, but it's you know, it's it's one thing to do it by yourself and use you know, use the internet as your as your tool, but it's another thing to have like a friend who has you know, can sit there with you and, and talk you know, talk it over and discuss it and shuffle it back up and play test it and then tear it down again and Yeah. That that's definitely you know, invaluable. Like that's that's super super important to be able to do if you have you know
3: accessibility to it. Um, so we did some playtesting with his Troll Disco deck on this trip, and uh, an interesting thing about it is he, he, Justin's playing mostly Beta Swamps in this deck. But uh, when we decided that it needed more Swamps and pulled out some other cards, we didn't have any more Beta Swamps. But he did have the unlimited swamps that he got for free from that gaming cave yeah. place we stopped yeah, in Albuquerque. So so he ended up adding four of these white border swamps to an otherwise beta swamp deck. But it was actually very useful. Like last night when you were playing, you yep. drew some of the white border swamps and you could see, oh, like this would have been a disc before. Mm, yeah. Or this, you know, this would have been some other expensive spell that we took out and now it's a swamp and laying, hit my land drops. So how did it run after we made those changes? It's, like,
2: it seemed to run a lot better. I mean, I, I need to play it a little more and, uh, you know, I, without boarding, you know, generally my deck will lose to a weenie deck so, uh, I, you know, we, we didn't board at all last night against the lords. We just, we just, you know, jammed games, game ones, game ones. Um, but it, you know, it felt much better which is, you know, it's it's all thanks to the idea that we laid it out and, and kind of broke it down that way. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm guilty of like being at, at home or whatever, wherever we are, and um, coming up with an idea for a deck or modifying mine, and then putting it together, and then sitting there and like goldfishing myself with like three, four turn, you know, just like yep. like I, you know, if anyone didn't know what know what I was doing, I would look like I had some sort of illness you know i'm standing at a table by myself like looking at cards and tapping like why the fuck am i tapping the land to play the card why would i tap the land to play the card no one knows like i can just play you know what i mean that seems yeah. crazy to me and
0: those games <laughs> always go so much better sometimes <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. it's I, like i always win those games against my nobody's side. bolting my hypnotic specters yeah, yeah. i mean sometimes so. I, I
2: literally you know I, I goldfish in the sense that like I just... I assume, you know, I'll play yeah. an early hippie, and I'm like, it's probably going to get bolted So I'll just take it away, put it in the graveyard, and, and then keep testing my theory.
0: I mean, that feels like a good pro tip, and something I'm going to take away from this conversation, <laughs> to, you know, like, as I'm shuffling up and playing those rounds, also trying to play the other side of the game. Yeah, and,
2: totally. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 somebody told me, I don't remember who it was, but using stack as, which is like an online thing where you can you can build decks and save those builds in a visual format, um, which I find to be extraordinarily helpful. I'm a visual person. I take photos for a living. Like I, I'm a visual learner. Like I remember my way around a city by, by physical visual landmarks, not by like street names. And so I, when I see a photo of a deck or when I have it laid out in a stack thing, like it helps me sort of make decisions, as opposed to just a list. Like, so you, a a yeah. list makes me crazy.
0: So, I mean, conceivably, you could play out one game in with real cards, yep. and play out the other game on the screen, Yes. and so you're, you're playing both sides of yeah, the game. Yeah, somebody
2: had suggested, like, opening two browser windows on your computer and building the, you know, playing two decks against each other effectively. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're... You would know, obviously, what your opponent has in their hand, right? But, um because your opponent is you. It's like
0: there's a permanent Urza's glasses. Yes. <laughs>
2: but it's, um, you know, it, it is an interesting... I, I actually have not done that. Just, I don't remember who gave me that suggestion, but it was, at the very least, building building decks in there has been... It was helpful for a while. I also am guilty of, like, coming up with a, with a bad idea and then just, like, scribbling down all the cards that I want to put in the deck mm-hmm. on paper and, you know... Well, Scratching I love to it
3: write off my notebooks. Yeah, yeah that's everybody, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah, I like any notebook. I I have a notebook dedicated to writing down my brew ideas, and then sometimes I just steal notebook notepads from like the hotels that we stay in. That's what I did with this last one.
2: And then yeah, and then she'll brew on a on a notepad, and then come to me with ideas. Or I think I think. Her worst habit, though, is finding cards that she's very unfamiliar with and thinking that they're a great idea to shove in in their neck. Oh, like flight's not great. Flight is not, no.
3: (laughs) Flight is not a good idea. Yeah. If you take one thing away from this podcast series, uh, don't play flight. Yeah,
2: no flights. Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, all right, Well. well. Don't play flight when you're anticipating using Titania Song to make a 4-4 out of your icy manipulator, which you then turn into a flyer. What yeah. <laughs> me just
1: saying, when they have mowed out, you know, you told me to get rid of my counter spells.
0: <laughs> what other uh, uh, tips... Tips? Do you have? Were... Well, no.
2: Let's let's have John talk about. He made a really good suggestion when we were uh, testing my deck. That's right. At the hotel lobby the other night, about putting in a blank card or like a blank piece of paper thing. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: So like, so sometimes uh, you know, a lot of the cards in the deck are more or less set. And then you have like a handful of flex slots, you know, like the the core of the deck is not going to change because those are the very best cards for that deck and and everybody agrees that they need to be in there. Um, And then you end up with like, you know, five slots or ten slots or something like that that are up for debate or you may want to tune to your metagame or to beat a specific deck or just put in things you like. Um, but you can't always test all of them just because there's not enough space. So one of the ideas that, um, that, I've, that I've had that I've uh, not, not actually done that much, but something that I intend to do uh, more of as I test going forward, is just to insert blank cards in those slots. And then uh, whatever I wish that it was at the time, I'll just allow it to be that for that game. And write it down either in a notebook or write it on the card. You can sort of keep a tally on the card itself with sharpie um, uh, of what you needed it to be. Like, what's the best possible thing this card could be for me right now, and have it be that, and see how it works out. And write it down and keep a tally. Um, and if you do that do that enough times, you'll start to see patterns emerge um, about like what what are the cards you actually needed when you drew this card and uh, maybe it's from among the list of things that you wanted to test and, you know, maybe sometimes it's something else. Like, uh, you know, maybe you're, you're testing, like, a, a mono black deck or something and you're trying to decide between, like, disc and IC and, you know, something else in a flex slot. But every time you draw that card, you realize what you need is, like, another Swamp. Or maybe you realize like you need more uh, uh, creature removal or something like that. So you know you can be open and, you, and it can be totally open um, because you can just decide you know what would be the very best thing for me to have right now um, and uh, and and just make it work that way. That's a great idea. I really yeah. like that.
2: That's, that's a idea. Yeah, I think that's uh, just the pro tip for tonight. <laughs> yes. That's the one. I really I like that one. That was. I can see myself writing. You know earthquake on a with, with a sharpie on a, on a little piece of paper and sliding it back into the, the slot numerous times where I wish I had an earthquake instead of you know like that, I think that's a great idea yeah. it seems like that
0: could be a good strategy for sideboarding too you know you mm-hmm. finish oh, yeah. game one you go to
3: your sideboard and at that moment, jotting down what you wish was in your sideboard. Yeah, and what would go in. Yeah, yeah, and like, what would I want to bring in, but it's not here, or, like, you know, and also taking note of, uh, you know, what cards do I have in my board, but I never bring in, because they never seem impactful enough.
2: Sideboard so, tech is a whole other, like, yeah, testing sideboard yep. tech is a whole Definitely ball talk about of that. wax, because it, it's, yeah. it's just there's so many times where you these are all good cards to bring in, but that, that you need to account for what you're taking out like that's the, oh, yeah. always been the hardest thing for me is like oh yeah I definitely want Glooms and Red Elemental Blast and next, you know this that and the other thing but then what the fuck do I take out for those when it comes time well yeah. for
1: me it's reading your opponent in their deck like I'm not I'm not well versed in all the meta and just knowing what I'm up against especially if you have kind of a, a like a junk game you know it goes quick you don't really see each other's uh, hand really, or deck really, and and knowing how to anticipate what's coming—that's uh, my hardest thing, I think.
0: Yeah. It seems like maybe another good question during play testing is asking, "What does this deck lose to?"
3: Yeah, because because yes. that's what your sideboard should address. Yeah. You know the the things that your uh, that your main deck is weak against. Uh, ideally, your your sideboard should turn that into a better matchup or a positive matchup for you. Um, if you if you can make it work.
0: Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thanks. That's really helpful. I appreciate those those hints from all of you. What
2: about what about you Park, though when you're brewing up something goofy and weird? Cuz you like to play spicy, spicy janky stuff, stuff. Yeah. stuff. like you, you you brew and do you brew your uh, assassins your assassins deck in your head or like like I do or do you do you make a spreadsheet? What I
0: here? there was a period of time I was using uh, like a you know an excel document and sort of writing out columns you know you know having the right number of co- cards and columns yeah uh when i didn't have access to my cards or that i didn't have enough space on my desktop or um uh, you know the table was was full or something uh but yeah i, I prefer to get them out and lay, lay them out on the table and mix them around and, and see see where things go yeah, yeah.
2: so you, you're a visual a visual person
0: Yes. Yes.
2: In that, in that regard, like myself.
0: Yeah, I need, I need to see it. I need to shuffle it up. See how it plays plays out.
2: Yeah, sure. I, I, have one, one other thing that happened recently was, I, we're we're coming up with this cool, uh, cool idea for an event at the end of May where we where we ride a train, right? We we talked about that train trip, and play magic on this train and all this shit. And I, I was trying to come up. I try to associate these, you know, these events that you know we do even our casual minutes. I try and tie them into like a, a card an old school card and uh, and so I in an attempt to name come up with an, a card to, to sort of name this event after I started browsing through scryfall mm-hmm. and looking at all the cards in all of the old school sets sort of one at a time yeah. like, a, like a psychopath and I, <laughs> I
3: you we, know we've all done that going oh, yeah, I mean
2: yeah. legends there's a lot of fucking cards in legends I mean it you know it took me a while, and but at the same time, I discover you know I discovered a bunch of cards that that you know I I have seen or maybe I hadn't seen you know and none of them really jumped out at me like oh man I really gotta
0: no beast of Bogerdan no
2: beast of Eat Bar- uh, eater of the dead I had uh, I had considered trying to jam that into a deck at some point I think I even did um, but uh, not a good idea but that gave me like, you know that's kind of a fun way to maybe discover. Options. Yeah, new things that you can. It, it, it feels like well, there's a limited card pool because there's. I mean, I've even heard Mano say it. You know, there's like nine hundred and something odd cards, but only two hundred and something of them are playable. Yeah. Um, but I had, that's that's assuming that you're you're building decks to win. So.
1: Well, and then it also you <laughs> you're know, not trying to make a, a wood little elemental little creativity. That yeah. takes, you know. How are you winning?
2: Yeah. How like, how are you might yeah. only
1: win one out of twenty times, but in in that one win, are you getting to like what was the one that we just did wood elemental yeah. someone to the face <laughs> or uh,
2: do we want to talk about animate deading Jaco's steep spawn uh, I know I know you do <laughs> so
3: perhaps that's a good place to conclude <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah okay shut up coffee
3: but, uh, but I think in general like a lot of a lot of times in old school we just don't play test for real Yeah. We just kind of jam games. Like, we jam a bunch of game ones. Yeah. It's pretty rare that I'll sideboard in a casual meetup. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. But I think that, you know, it's a good thing to do if you're with some like-minded folks that, like, want to try to improve your game and understand which cards are essential to a deck and and which aren't so that's something that I feel like I I would like to do more of but I just you know it's easier not to and you want to just have have your next drink and play your next game so so you don't always do it but um you know I think I think maybe uh that's something that we could try to do a little bit more of yeah uh, in old school I'm guilty of you know jumping
0: around to lots of different decks and trying a lot of different ideas or you know, options for decks out at a meetup And I think I'd have more success Even with some of these janky brews If I sort of committed to one deck And played it multiple games over multiple meetups Yeah, I think and in general
2: it's a, yeah. a good plan To just stay the course And learn learn the deck And give it the opportunity to Give it the opportunity to fail in different ways So that you know how to fix it Oh know? yeah,
1: I mean, watching Nemo He's another deep spawner um, Win at the Las Vegas tournament I don't remember how it came up, but someone just told me, like, he just... He plays a deck for, like, five years. And, you know, he has a few that he mixes around, but he plays all of them with a lot of dedication and just gets to know it. Like, having the... We've talked about this before. Just because you have the deck that, that wins all the, the championships does not mean that you know how to play it. it. does not mean that your mind is in the right place to, to understand the nuances. So... Playing it over and over and over again in many different situations against many different opponents, it really helps you refine and kind of think on the fly, like knowing your response to someone who plays maybe something unorthodox. Even um, I think that helps a lot.
3: Yeah, and I think you, you see that in, in the um, you know the decks and the performances of the people who do really well. Like uh, you know, for for example, like Wil, Wilmagrand great player, wins a lot of old school tournaments, um, and and plays consistently the same range of decks. You know, he's playing Shops for a while before that, and and now after that again, he's playing Atog decks, and, uh, you know, just really learns them super well inside and out and uh, ends up doing very well with them. But you can see he's, he's iterating on these decks over time and if you're a psychopath like me and you have about a thousand deck photos saved on your phone, uh, you know, you can look at some of the, the older Atog decks where it's like, uh, you know, four Ankh of Mishra and some of the newer, more more refined, more sophisticated versions of Play 2. And so, you know, maybe that's the correct number of onks that... Uh, you can only really figure that out by playing 500 games with a talk, you know. Yeah. And so uh, there are there's interesting innovations to be made in the space of optimizing these hyper competitive decks and playing them super well, um, you know. And that's that's its own kind of reward uh, in old school and any kind of Magic really. But I think we see it a little bit less in general in the old school because people take a, a more broadly um, Relaxed, casual approach, but it is cool to see that happening. And then there's the other kind of joy, which is the, you know, the brewing of, of new stuff, trying new cards, you know, playing Wood Elemental <laughs> uh, at, at a meetup just just to see what happens, just to see if you can make it work, and and uh, switching around to lots of different things for the sake of variety. So, mm. you know, yeah, that's a good takeaway for me. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Awesome.
3: Great. Great. Well.
1: Thanks
0: for listening, everybody. This is Nerds, Nerds in, in cars, cars Talking Cards.
1: Cars.